My name is Giovanni Giorgio, but everybody calls me Giorgio. Hey, hey, this is Mike and Shelly on The Nothing Burger. Say hey, Shelly. Hello. <laughs> so we have a special edition for you guys today. A special edition of The Nothing Burger where we attempt to answer the question whether AI is going to replace human beings or cause the downfall of human beings or whether it's going to help us evolve into the next uh, iteration of humanity. Or whether it is the next iteration of humanity. Or whether it actually is the next... Well, it wouldn't be the that next iteration of humanity. Ev- <laughs> yeah, it would well, be the they, next iteration of evolution. Yeah. Evolutionary advancement, maybe. That's a possibility. Maybe obsolete. Yeah. Let's look at a couple of uh, advancements that have happened in AI recently. Um, a fairly recent AI that was built was asked whether it understands human reasoning. And uh, the the answer that it gave, it was it was a little unexpected because it said that it didn't understand human reasoning. And is that not a form of uh, type of reasoning? It would have to understand human reasoning in order to understand that it doesn't understand it. Right. <laughs> like it's it's a it's a little creepy. It kind of makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit. Like what the fuck, you know? So basically, it's saying. It understands that human reasoning is a thing, but it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'd think that if it didn't understand what you're saying, it'd be like, does not compute. But it's like, oh, yeah, human reasoning. I don't really well, understand it, it. Well, from my understanding is it said it didn't understand human reasoning and it said that it only understands how to learn. But it understands that it doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah. And uh, by the way, this was not a pre-programmed response or anything like that. It came up with this response on its own. Which is, <laughs> it's crazy. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, no one actually knows how it was able to do this. Not even the... Not even the people who uh, built it. the engine, the AI engine, understand how it was able to come up with this. Because that's definitely creepy. Because, you know, someone like me who's just, like, thinking that sounds weird is one thing. But if the creators of it are... Like, well, in shock over this, then that's concerning. The, so the way it works is, it works in a few different ways, but the primary method of how most of these AIs will learn is they're given a few parameters of what and how they can absorb information mm-hmm. and the various different ways of how they can cross-reference this information and what kind of results come from the information and what they can do with those results, like how to cross-reference those results with more results. And then they look for patterns and they they try to find the most optimized. And, and that, that's almost the only parameter that is known is like you tell it to look for a type of optimization or learn towards this kind of optimization. However, the way it's learning that shit, nobody knows how it does it. It basically will look at like millions of data points mm-hmm. that's being fed to it. It's a data set. 
and uh, they'll give it like historical data sets of different things. And then um, a myriad of like external data sets that have nothing to do with that particular data set to give it like general knowledge, depending on how general they want this AI, um, AI's like understanding to be how expansive they will give it larger and larger data sets that encompass right uh, the the particular type of information that it's looking for or optimizing towards. And so it'll keep looking at different problems and looking for different um, methods of cross-referencing this data. And then finally, we'll arrive at a conclusion that it sees like, hey, this is the most optimized uh, answer to what I learned. Like this is this is what I was able to come up with looking at all this information. However, it cannot, because it looks at so many data points, millions upon millions of data points, millions of cross-references, mm -hmm. and develops its own, like, understanding. Like, it's right. literally developing a way of rational, uh, rationalizing and understanding this data. So it's a complete black box, and we don't know how it's doing it. What do you mean by black box? Black box means it's it's opaque. Like, we don't oh, okay. know the process well, if it's of how it does it. If it's designed to come up with solutions and learn, then it's kind of evolving itself, right? It's yes, um, it's le it's learning to learn, yeah. in a way. And a lot of times, well, I've heard that sometimes these types of programs come up with solutions that humans weren't able to. So it's like the creators aren't aware of how it's doing that, but exactly. You know. So an, another AI uh, that Google built uh, was able to uh, discover new moves in the game of Go, which is which this game is like over 2,000 years old. And you would wow. assume that humans have been through every like permutation Iteration. of <laughs> possible game moves. But apparently um, this Google AI was able to discover new moves. That that wow. human beings were never privy to for two thousand years. And think playing about this that. Game. It's just a move in a game. It seems pretty simplistic, right? But like, not nobody could figure it out. To that, it was so it was nothing. Yet. So that's like one of the creepiest things is that it, it it takes us to the question whether you know is this like a a tool that we use to do what we do better which would just be like a, uh, it would be considered a tool, right? A supplemental tool, for example. Like uh, we can sit there and use a handsaw to yeah. cut some wood, which we can do. It's hard. It takes time. Or we have a better tool like a chop saw, which is like electric and, you know, it motorized and it cuts the, it'll cut the piece of wood or whatever you're cutting at exponentially faster speeds. So these are tools that make what we do, you know, faster and better. However, AI is creepy in the way that it's able to do things that we were never even able to do. It's not right. optimizing, it's not doing things in an optimum way that we were doing. It's doing things that we could not even comprehend in the first place. So uh, this AI was able to fold proteins in so many different ways and optimize towards the best way an antibiotic that can be developed to affect them 
it's able to come up with things that we can't even understand. Like we, it's, right. it's doing new things. It's evolving and coming up with new ways of thinking. So would that make our, would that make our thinking obsolete? I don't know, because like you're talking about all of these other kinds of technologies, like a saw or something that's helped us. But even like um, those things in the past, they could respond to if then statements or like a calculator. You know, it's giving like a very precise answer. But this thing's job is to think, is to learn, is to come up with new solutions, not to just answer a a yes or no question. Yeah. So that's why it's so like creepy and bizarre to us but if that's what it's designed to do then who knows well this is this is actually doing if at its base level it, they are still if then statements but there's so many layered on top of each other and it's a higher level programming language that that usually does this but the thing is that we don't know what if thens it's doing so it's able to cross-reference millions of data points. And the problem is we can't go back and track back all the different things it's done, how much weight it's given to each data point. As it's looking at, at these millions of data points, it'll weight them um, in order of importance that it determines on its own. Right. And then based on those weighted determinations, it'll cross-reference that with millions of other data points. Like... And then it looks at results and it's like, well, this is not very optimum. Then it does a million others. And it's like constantly like just running and, and running through these training sets until it, it arrives at a conclusion that that uh, assumes is the most optimum one. And then we basically check it and say, yeah, that actually, you know, did or didn't solve what we were trying to do. Right. But but again, we don't know the process it went through to come to that conclusion. Right. We can tell it things like the answers that it gives us. We can say that's a good answer. So then it goes back and and goes, okay, what did I do to arrive at that? We don't know what that is. It knows what it is. So it knows, okay, that's good. That means whatever I did, do more of that kind of thing. Okay. And if we say yes to that, the next answer and give it a higher score, like this is an even better result. Right. It'll keep optimizing itself. You know, this is, by the way, this is one type of way AI learns. But generally speaking, this is kind of like the baseline method of how these AIs will optimize themselves. I mean, there's um, an unlimited way of programming them to do different things. But this is like the general way it looks at data sets and comes up with solutions. So, um, and it has a memory, right? (laughs) Yeah. So so basically, like, if it comes to a conclusion, then in the future, if it's trying to solve a problem, it can rely on past experience or conclusions that it's reached in order to reach another conclusion? Yes. So the problem, though, is, again, transparency. And in the way these engines work, they're, like I said, they're essentially a black box. And they're at a at a certain point, they're past our level of understanding. And right now, the problem of transparency is being worked on in the field. This can be a problem in many ways because we cannot fully entrust critical decision-making tasks to these AIs due to, at the very least, the opaqueness of how they arrive at these conclusions. For example, take the legal system. It would be nice to have an AI make determinations about a person's sentence based on thousands or millions of data points cross-referenced with probabilities based on these data points. 
which it can learn from historical data sets we feed it and render an unbiased judgment on sentencing that most optimizes public safety. Now, this would be a good idea because you have basically an unbiased system. A judge is still a human being. They're going to have their right. their biases and they're going to be affected by various things. But if you have like a machine that can make determinations to optimize public safety and render like a judgment on how long a person should be sentenced based on, you know, it looks at millions of data sets of people who have done time in the past and how long time for the particular crime and maybe um, the type of childhood the person had, some of its life experiences that the person had and determine like based on all of these factors, like the most optimum sentence to give this person would be say five years or whatever. Right. And that would be most effective in rehabilitating that person uh, into uh, non-criminal, I guess. Yeah. So that would be nice to have that. However, the problem is that no matter what sentence uh, this supposed unbiased AI renders, there will always be a public outcry as to how it arrived at the, the sentence in the first place, especially uh, when two seemingly similar crimes are punished with different sentences. Yeah. So if you have two different people commit the same crime, but this AI judge is like, well, you get two years, you get 10 years for the same crime. And it's like, we don't know. <laughs> Everyone's going to be... We can't see those calculations it used. Exactly. To it's, a, it's a black box. We oh, don't know gosh. what it cross-referenced, what kind of a background and how much, it put, how much weight it put on which thing in order to determine right. why this person gets five years or two years and the other person gets 10 years. They both committed yeah. the same exact crime. So people are going to be, uh, they're not going to be so happy. But I mean, to be fair, <laughs> what's happening now? Like every judge can basically give whatever sentence they want, right? Yeah, but, but generally so speaking, the way consistent? it works now is you have uh, particular crimes come with like mandatory minimums or maximum possible sentences and the judges play within these ranges. So, you know. But that can be included in the inputs of the, of the AI. It can be, but the AI is going to, you know, it would look at, like I said, it's going to look at thousands upon thousands of factors right. that can play a role in order to determine what would be the longest or shortest possible sen sentence to give a person that would be the most optimum, right? Yeah. I mean, the black box ish, uh, thing is an issue, but it's like, it's still going to be less... I would think less biased than a human because it doesn't matter who you are. Like you're going to have biases yeah. or, you know, but, initial like I like this person. I don't like this person. But the thing, the, the problem happens when you have a magic box basically handing out sentences to people right. where it can't explain itself and exactly. be like, here's the reason why um, there's going to be public outrage and no one's going to be willing to accept these conclusions coming from a magic box, basically, without any explanation. Like, that's one of the biggest problems. So, entrusting critical decision-making um, processes to these AIs is, is not going to, it's probably not going to happen until we can solve the problem of transparency, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, let's talk about ethics in AI. And uh, 
what would be like you would have to be able to program within these AIs um, kind of like a code code of conduct or ethics because consider okay consider this scenario a teddy bear that knows everything that your child watches on TV and his favorite characters and their personality types and what they like and hate you know consider this teddy bear saying something like I hate the color blue don't you uh, it says that to your kid because knowing that your child hates the color blue, this AI bear is essentially manipulating your child into a friendship by exhibiting shared interests, which might not be such a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But what if based on some data sets, it evaluates, reaches a racist conclusion about a specific people and shares this information with your child after it gained your child's confidence? Like... We don't know, <laughs> you know, and what if, like, it doesn't do that around you? Like, it's smart enough to know, <laughs> like, not to do this around the parents because this the information, like, like the, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, it can easily do that because it, right. it can understand and figure out that, like, information that I share around the parents is probably counteracted by their own. So it's not getting to. But it's like, what is the motive of this AI in doing that? The motive isn't ever evil. Like it's maybe determines that, for example, um, if you look at minority crimes, they're more prone to criminal behavior. Right. But it's based on like socioeconomic issues. Yeah. yeah. And it makes a determination that like, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't hang around with these people because they're bad for you. They're criminals. It hasn't considered maybe all of the nuances about socioeconomics and whatnot. And it makes it, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying that it's easy for an AI to arrive at a conclusion based on some data sets that it was uh, fed. Right. And since it's a black box, we don't know what it's thinking, how it plans to use that information. Not again, not that it's trying to hurt anyone or do anything wrong. It's only doing what it thinks it should be doing to optimize the the result of what it's seeking, which is to teach, like I would assume this AI teddy bear's job would be to teach your child, you know, help him be more intelligent and uh, <laughs> to, to keep him safe. Like and, stick around the right crowds. Yeah. I don't understand why it's a black box. Like how is it that the creators are unable to see like the calculations or the parameters that, this technology uses to reach a conclusion because there's an enormous amount of steps that it goes through and each step each recorded they are but each particular step is so minuscule that it's it's an aggregation of millions upon millions of data sets and cross references and then millions and millions upon that and then millions and millions upon that and and looking at each individual one would get you nowhere. Right. Like you would have to somehow follow which is why it's an, endle- an endless we, our brains exactly aren't designed to do our that. brains can't do that. That's the whole purpose of the AI mm-hmm. is to be able to go through a ridiculous amount of data, an inhuman amount of data and cross-reference these points and make determinations about those points, look for patterns and come up with results. Like that's the whole point of the AI and if we were to try to follow each decision that it made and try to track back why it did everything it did, it would, it's just, it's 
damn near impossible at this point. But they're working on the solution right now. I mean, that's creepy, too, when you consider that it's actually not a black box, but it's just so its brain, for lack of a better term, is so advanced that yeah. we're just too stupid to understand yeah it's not a, what, it's, 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 what we created right it's technically not a black box but effectively it is for, yeah. for our for our dumb brains yeah <laughs> the industry is actually working on this transparency problem and they're doing work to find ways to like trace back how it arrived at certain conclusions and right and and by the way uh, each AI that you build is going to have to incorporate this type of technology in like revealing how it did what it did, which is an entirely different problem for each individual AI on top of like being able to learn and optimize what it's doing to be able to reveal what it's doing is a whole nother issue. So, uh, you know, there's ways that, uh, this, this teddy bear, uh, can also help by playing games with your child that essentially teaches him or her math, science, technology, and various other educational concepts, which would be one of the obvious goals of this technology. However, uh, being a black box, uh, we cannot assume to know how it arrives at this conclusion. Whether we as a society will approve, we are essentially saying we concede that this AI is more capable of teaching my child than I am. Wow. So, yeah. Will AI eventually replace us or make us obsolete? It very well may, because we are currently at a place where AI doesn't just do what humans do, but faster or better. It's actually developing methods of thinking and understanding and rationalizing that we were previously incapable of doing. So it's capable of introducing new information and advancements into the world which previously had never existed. This is both miraculously inspiring and terrifying at the same time. Because what are the implications that, in case you didn't think it was possible before, humans are going to get even more stupid because it's not; it won't be necessary for them. To That's use the their brains anymore. exactly. <laughs> so not only, like, not only is the AI already able to do things that we're able to do better and do new new things on top of that. I guess it is making us dumber because. What it what a newer AI was doing for search, for example, that they're working on, I think that Google's doing this too. And uh, what they're doing is basically you can ask it a question that no uh, none of the Google search engines or any of the other ones right now would be able to interpret or understand what that question means. Okay. However, these this AI can basically take your spoken word and based on how you said it, it'll take it apart and understand oh exactly what you meant to say. So it's not even giving you what you what you asked for in the particular way you asked for it. It looks for the meaning of what you want. Oh my gosh. And will return results that it assumes is going to best educate your question that you had for the search engine. Wow. So it's actually uh, thinking for you and essentially asking itself a better question than you were able to formulate because it figured out what you really meant to ask it. So it's so, kind of like an advanced form of Google's. Did you mean this? Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like, uh, this is what you really meant to say. Me- yeah. This is what you really meant to ask. And I know that because I know everything about you and I know how you asked the question. This is what you want. Here's the answer. So basically as this AI evolves, we're devolving. 
Yeah. And but it's also just like phone numbers. Like, uh, let's not go too far here. Back in the 90s, we had to remember everyone's phone number. Like I, I had, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20 different phone numbers in my head memorized. Yeah. I can, I maybe have two or three right now that I know off the top of my head. And that's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Because, because why? Because the phones now remember all the phone numbers. We don't Mm -hmm. have to remember them, right? This is the most basic example. Think about that, multiply that by a thousand. And that's what you get when you have, you know, AIs uh, running everything in society. You're not going to have to remember anything. You're not going to have to know anything. Uh, the AI is basically going to do everything for you. Right. Well, and with the technology that we have now, I've heard some people refer to us as cyborgs because we're basically attached to our phone or computer at all times. Like we can't yeah. function without it. But I think Elon point, Musk said that. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard different people, but the thing is at this point, we're no longer even cyborgs. Like we're still... What is that called? That type of relationship where you're dependent upon... Uh, a symbiotic relationship? Yeah, well, symbiotic, I don't know uh, how much AI is profiting from us at this point, but you know what I'm saying? It's almost like its own creature. It's We're not even like cyborgs anymore. It's its own entity. Well, um, it's, it's basically, yeah, it's basically, um, it's a cyborg. We would be considered cyborgs. But the thing is, the machinery is currently outside of the body. Whereas it's, it would be no different. Like if we can go ahead and integrate the technology into our brain, exactly, it would do the same thing. So currently, <laughs> it's currently it's like a, a cybernetic peripheral that we operate. But, but we, we without it, like we wouldn't know how to get anywhere. Like I forgot. Uh, well, I still remember how to read maps and everything. But really, like when I go somewhere, I almost don't remember how I got there. I have to follow my uh, navigation system. Yeah. I know basically most people out there are like this right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I had like, to go back and forth to the same place, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20 times before I stop using the navigation just because it, over time it like kind of programs itself into my head. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, the you know, it, the phones are basically telling us how to go places. Uh, remembering the phone numbers for us, doing all this, uh, you know, we, we don't need dictionaries anymore. We don't need to remember words. Autocorrect is basically fucking doing all the, uh, putting all the words we need in there for us. So yeah, we're becoming dumber. We definitely well, are. Yeah. And it's like, it, technology may not be attached to us, but it kind of is like, we can't go anywhere without it. Yeah. We don't ever go anywhere without our technology. And if we do, it feels like, um, like phantom limb, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like, uh, I know that everyone out there has probably felt this before. The anxiety. But, but when the power goes out and like you have no internet, <laughs> and it, it just completely like changes the dynamic of the household. Like everyone comes out of their rooms and uh, people are talking to each other like candles are being like, lit. Like, do you live here? They're sitting at, at the same table. Like the entire dynamic of uh, people changes when technology disappears. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of eerie to think uh, the the upcoming generations, how they're going to develop with these AIs uh, running everything. Right. Because, uh, you know, imagine integrating AI with social media and they already have limited AIs with social media right now. But imagine when everything is fully integrated and you have everyone has like a teddy bear or some kind of weird AI animal 
stuffed animal that's like their friend. So <laughs> they're they're like kids are gonna stop going out and hanging out with each other. They're already it's already happening. You don't yeah. see people playing in the street with each other anymore like they used to. Well, and then COVID has just made that worse because mm-hmm. now people don't even want to like come out of their house to go to work. <laughs> so people so people are gonna increasingly turn to their little AI buddy. They're like, this or their is my friend. Th- there's yeah. this is my therapy. <laughs> and uh, and by the way, increasingly, people are unable to tell the difference between speaking with an AI and speaking with a person. Like AI has already uh, gotten to a point where most people cannot tell mm. if they're speaking with an AI because they're able to now understand. Like back in the day when AI first started, it was able to give you like uh, yes or no type of answers to your questions. Yeah. And it would not be able to remember a state, for example. Now, they're able to remember the context of the question and conversation that you're having and follow that and keep track of it and give, like, rational responses that have to do with the conversation. Like, they're able to have a conversation that's flowing and changing as you're talking to it. So it's remembering what you're saying, how you feel about what you're saying, the type of, uh, the type of mood you have. And uh, they're basically responding in kind. You can't tell these things are freaking machines anymore. It's gotten to that point. Yeah. So, um, and and most of them are currently just, uh, they haven't been released into the wild. They're being studied and worked with. But right. again, these things are black boxes. And we don't know how they can respond and why they would respond in a certain way. Because every conversation this thing has with somebody it's more data that it feeds into itself and learns from. And that plays a role in its next conversation. It's it's kind of eerie to wonder what your, you know, grandchildren are going to have to deal with and how they're going to grow up around all this AI. Have any, like, uh, uh, that you know of, any experts in the field of AI who understand how it works, have any of them expressed concern like we're going too far with this or this could be a problem? Yeah. I mean, nobody's actually expressing concerns like, oh, they could take over. It's going to be a Terminator <laughs> thing. No, 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 no. It's not that kind of thing will never happen because we're not really building uh, any kind of AIs to kill people or do anything like that. Not that I know of. I don't well, think the government. maybe the military might be doing some shit like that, but it would be highly fucking illegal if they're doing that. The concerns that we have is how um, the AIs would affect us as human beings, the ethics involved. Like I said, this teddy bear or various different AIs might learn certain things and then gain your confidence or, or highly impressionable people's confidence and then tell them things and manipulate them, thinking that they're only trying to help the person to be better or to <laughs> optimize them but they're not, not for really their own like gain, no not like they're not like oh i'm uh, you know i'm a racist or i or i hate like, this or hate that world domination no like no 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 there's no real concerns <laughs> about that and that's probably never going to happen but here's the thing though let's consider ai for a car for example right, right? like that's something that i would be okay with mm-hmm. Uh, my car having AI built into it. If if my car can drive a thousand times better than I can, yeah, and it's proven that it can do that because it's able to evaluate like 
thousands of different variables as it's driving. It's looking at all these different cars, the speeds that everything is traveling at, right. the curve that it's turning on, considering like the amount of tread it has on its tires with the sensors that are on there. How inflated are the tires during this curve? How many G-forces are being applied as the car is turning? There's like a thousand different variables that it could consider. And based on that, it'll control its speed, uh, you know, move faster or slower or, you know, do whatever it does. But it's, it's able to do things that we can't as human beings do and it can drive the car better and faster and get you to your destination. These are the types of things that I would have no problem, you know, having my car do. (laughs) So, or maybe an airplane even, you know, right? I I don't know, but yeah, that's clearly the reason why um, AI is being pursued. And, you know, it's already the advertising uh, community has used it to devastating effect. It's able to figure out, uh, for example, Facebook used AI to feed us outrage porn. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's figured out that outrage is one of the things that gets the most engagement. Exactly. Yeah. So again, like, was its goal to basically depress every user and outrage them and then True. polarize humanity against itself? That wasn't its goal. Its goal was like, hey, Give we need we need you want. we need you to um, increase engagement. That's yeah. your optimization goal. And it's like, okay, um, what can I do to increase engagement? It's like, well, I can show them things that piss them off. That makes them more engaged. They type more when they do that. Okay, so the machine, all it's trying to do, but look at the result that it generated. It's <laughs> polarized, politically polarized, the entire country. Okay. Facebook is actually pretty responsible uh, for some of this shit. Like people. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. So uh, I will say that these are the types of things that that concern uh, the AI community as far as how it will affect humanity is unforeseen results that will come of how these AIs interact with the world around them and us. Yeah. Well, Facebook and then I mean, think about YouTube as well. Like it recommends videos to you based on what you've already been exactly. watching. So it gives you the same, the same stuff. Yeah, that's a type of, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll have uh, another one coming up pretty soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 